Kevin Foggy talks to Empire Magazine and he finally gives his thoughts on why he thought it was too soon to recast T'Challa. Also, Werewolf by Night hits Disney Plus on October 7th and critics are starting to give their reviews on social media everywhere. And a lot of them are very pleased. And today is Wednesday, September 28th. And yes, you guessed it. James T is here to give us the breakdown on his top books that he picked up at his local comic book shop. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 Podcast. First off, let me just correct myself from Monday's episode of the One in 100 podcast. Uh, I stated that the Empire magazine that will be featuring the Black Panther Wakanda Forever cast, uh, that it was out already. But I was highly mistaken. That that magazine does not come out until Thursday, the 29th, uh, which is tomorrow. So you'll be able to find it wherever you get your magazines or your books or anything like that. So Sorry about that. So let's get into this article that uh, featured Kevin Foggy, who is the big dog over at Marvel Studios. He was asked uh, why they decided not to recast T'Challa. And his answer was pretty simple. He just felt that it was much too soon. Uh, And the article goes on to say that uh, he says likening their approach to Marvel's longstanding ethos in the comics Stanley always said that Marvel represents the world outside your window. And we had talked about how as extraordinary and fantastical as our characters and the stories are, there's a relatable and human element to everything we do. The world is still processing the loss of Chad and Ryan poured that into the story. So I just want to kind of talk about his his answer a little bit here uh i feel that it i i get it you know i get it uh you know the cast and you know fans around the world were heartbroken when chadwick boseman passed away of course we weren't as heartbroken as his family you know we don't know the connections and the relationship he had with his family members and things like that but you know through his castmates um from the original black panther movie we know that they were all heartbroken um and it's shown through different interviews. Uh, like I said on Monday, Lupita Nuango had mentioned that she didn't think that they could ever even do this movie again until she read the new script that Ryan Coogler had, um, you know, came up with uh, and how beautiful it was and how it just was a you know huge tribute to uh, Ryan Coogler. So I have to say, I, I'm not upset with the fact that you know, they decided not to recast him because at the time when this movie was being rewritten um, and filmed, you know, people were still working with heavy hearts. So we, I mean, I understand that the movie is coming out now two years later from when, you know, Chadwick Boseman passed away, but we have to all, you know, look at this movie as when it was filmed and when it was rewritten. Um, that they didn't feel like they could replace their brother, their king, their friend, um, you know, a great man in Chadwick Boseman. But the, also the thing that stands out uh, in Kevin Foggy's answer was that 
he felt that it was much too soon to recast T'Challa. So if there is another Black Panther movie, to me and maybe others out there when, you know, we get a chance to, you know, really sit with these articles, that sounds like there is an opportunity that T'Challa, the character T'Challa will be recasted. Um but just that right now, it was just too early for that. They didn't want to just move away from what Chadwick Boseman did for this character and what he stood for with this character. They wanted it to be something that they could use to pay, you know, tribute and show love to their brother and their king and their friend. Uh, so I'm not mad at, you know, this answer or this article. Um like I said, it comes out on the 29th, <laughs> so you'll be able to go to the your bookstores and everything and go get it. You can, I think you could even pre-order this magazine on Empire's website, but I'm definitely looking forward to having this magazine in my hand. But speaking of having books in my hand, let's jump over to James T for his top books that he picked up this week on new comic book day this wednesday so uh let's kick it over to james jt what's going on man listen there was a lot of books that came out this week uh, i've been really looking forward to your reviews for your top books this week so uh what'd you pick up hey man what's going on so my first book actually that i picked up was uh blood syndicate number five written by jeffrey thorne and sean damian hill is the artist so this is basically um part five of six in the ongoing blood syndicate well season one of blood syndicate and uh, basically what it is is that you've got holocaust on paris island and the book itself is pretty interesting because it gives you kind of his history, so it goes back and forth, like from his childhood to his teenage years, and shows you how he developed and turned into who he is. Now, in this issue, of course, he has like literally consolidated power on um, Paris Island, and he's looking to move further out. You know, the police are trying to stop him. They're not getting much far, uh, too far with it, you know, and they're trying to interrupt his plans, but it doesn't seem to work out too well for them. And then, surprisingly enough, there was a uh, a guest star. Let, let, let's say uh, the dynamic duo of the Milestone Universe showed up. Well, by the end of the right, issue, right. you know, you see the, the the official new Blood Syndicate show up. And I mm. guess there's going to be, for issue six, you're going to probably see a lot of uh, a pretty good battle. I mean, overall, the issue had really good pacing. Um, the artwork was really good. Uh, vibrant colors. Um, it definitely was a, <laughs> was a bloody issue at times, but it was oh, a wow. really good read. Yeah, it was a really good read. Though. Nice. And I picked up uh, Spider-Man number 10 uh, by Zeb Wells and uh, Nick Tricotta is the uh, guest artist because normally it's um, John Romita Jr. normally does it, but mm -hmm. I guess we have a guest artist this time. And, it, and, and it's kind of a tie-in for um, X-Men versus Eternals versus... Oh, the Judgment Avengers, Day thing. Uh, yeah, the old Judgment Day thing. So, you know, the way it's set up is the progenitor, who is the celestial that they brought back. He's judging humanity. 
as a whole, but he's also judging them individually. So the issue basically has Peter seeing what looks to be Gwen Stacy. Now, anybody who's ever read the Spider-Man book knows that Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. passed away a long time ago mm-hmm. in the main Marvel universe. So he basically spends his 24 hours because the, the way the progenitor put it was, you know, within 24 hours, I'm going to judge you all. And based on the majority of people, the merit of the whole human race will determine whether we, whether I exterminate the whole human race or not. But it was actually pretty interesting. And you know what the weird thing is? Um, Miles even shows up in this issue for a brief second. Oh, wow. Because once again, well, Peter treats him like a little brother. Right, 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 right. But ultimately, by the time we get to the end of this, the progenitor passes judgment. Of course, I'm not going to say what it is. Right. But then the interesting thing is, is that after passing judgment, Peter received a brief gift. And he appreciated that gift probably more than anything. The thing is, Norman Osborn saw that gift. He didn't like it too much. Oh, boy. Because you know what? Norman has to be judged, too. It's like oh, everybody else. Jeez. Okay. So okay. speaking of Spider-Man, Miles Morales, number uh, 42. I'm just going to say, like, at this point, it's the last issue in the run. And um, there's a nice farewell for Salin Ahmed as okay. he tied in some characters from early issues. One of Miles's <laughs> rogues gallery which is a surprise he really doesn't have much but one of them actually shows up fair enough fair enough stands on the relation miles and starling who if anybody ever wants to see some starling go back and uh check the last issue amazing uh spider-man number nine she's in there talking to her grandfather the vulture but overall you know it, it tied up a lot of the story it brought more in about his family about Billy, about his Uncle Aaron, and even our, our boy Shift, who seems to, it looks like he may have more control sticking around over his powers. Nice. Well, he might be sticking around a little while, but he also looks like he's controlling his, his abilities to shift. It looks like he's controlling it better. But overall, that was a really good read. I would recommend picking it up. I mean, it's like I said, just the last issue in the run. I, I think it's something that people would, um, anybody who's been reading that so far, it's a nice farewell. And like anything else, and I know you already know this, the, there's going to be a new creative team and they're yes, going to be getting that book in December, I believe. Yep. So December. we're going to see how that goes. Uh, next up, uh, Red Flaw number one, Flawed number one, actually, by uh, Chuck Brown and Prinzi. And this was a, a pretty good first issue. Um, it basically follows a Dr. Jim as... Is her, is her name? And she lives in the city of uh, Setham. And basically, she, during the day, she's a therapist. You know, she has patients that come in, obviously, and they talk about their issues, and she tries to help them with their grief. But at night, the best way I can put it is those same, some of those same patients who have grief, grief related to a lost loved one or something of that effect, she finds another way to remedy that solution for them. Oh, it's kind of like Nita Hawes meets Frank Castle. Mm. You know, <laughs> she's oh. sitting down and she's analytical and she talks to you 
But then at night, she kicking in doors, waving four fours, if you know what I mean. So, Dang, you know. You don't got to say no more. It's a little bit of big. <laughs> uh-huh. And, you know, Chuck Brown does it in a very tactful way. It's much like a lot of his other work. It's well-written. It's well-paced. Uh, Princey's artwork is is amazing. You know, he's got a, you, you know his artwork. Um, yep. Yep. From and he's got start. that. Yeah. It's got that kind of that outlandish cartoonish style but it's yeah. it's like it gets you my last read is um was actually uh captain america Whew. symbol of truth number five. Oh yeah which was part five of homeland now this book was written by tuche onabuche and arby silva is the artist um Basically, up until this point, like if anyone hasn't read this, um, without going too deep into it, there's been a um, international plot involving the transportation of vibranium, and you mix that in with uh, biological warfare and the fact that Wakanda has opened its borders to Americans, uh, saying that you can get citizenship, you can come here, right. find yourself a better life. Uh, you know, if you're an African American, you can mm-hmm. come back home, basically back to the motherland. Now, because they opened their borders, Sam, in all fairness, he did contact the governing body of Wakanda. Yes, he did check in. To them. He checked in before he, he did check up. in, and he did <laughs> say that there was a possible terroristic threat, and that. He wanted to assist. You know, fast forward, Sam sneaks into the country to try to stop Crossbones, who is obviously, I, I would like to say he is nothing more than a, a basically, in my opinion, a henchman in this, because he's not the mastermind <laughs> behind this. You know, he's yeah. a muscle. Well, now, after he is done with Crossbones, though, you know, Wakanda, they have all the tech that they have for a reason, you know, from the vibranium and everything. So, they know Sam Wilson's there. More to the point, T'Challa knows Sam Wilson is there. And let's just say him and him and T'Challa get into it. You know, physically, um, intellectually, they 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 go toe to toe. And you know, but overall, it was a solid read. It was a really good issue. The artwork is always phenomenal. The story is well paced. There's so much going on in this story, and there's things I haven't even touched on that are going on in this story. It, it gives you a great appreciation for why they put this, you know, whether you like um, legacy characters or not, they gave this mantle to Sam with good reason, because he believes not in just what America is, but what America has the possibility to become. But anyway, but that's it. Th- those were my reads for the day. You know, nice. I, I enjoyed it. You know, Wednesday is the best day of the week. You know, it's like oh, Christmas yeah. every week. We mm-hmm. thank you once again for giving us your reviews on your Anytime, top books man. this week, man. So we'll definitely be checking in with you next week, my brother. All right, man. You have a safe one. Everybody, Thanks, enjoy your night and enjoy the show. Thanks again to JT for his top comic reviews for this week, September 28th, 2022, man. Listen, 
There's a lot of good books in there. Go pick those books up at your local comic book shop. I know I'll be hitting up uh, Kaboom Comics here in South Texas. Uh, but moving forward to Werewolf by Night. Listen, this is coming out October 7th. So we're not that far away from seeing this movie. Um, and honestly, I don't know much about the werewolf by night. You know, I know that he's a character that exists <laughs> in the Marvel universe. Um, I know that there was a a reboot of this character. I think someone from the Black Eyed Peas wrote this story. Um, I picked up the first one, but I'll be honest with you, I never even read it. And that's terrible on my behalf. But let's talk about the movie Werewolf by Night. This is directed by Michael Giacchino, and he's a newcomer to uh, the Marvel Universe, and people are loving this movie. Uh, the, the critics have been saying things like, it's delightful, it's unique, uh, and it pays tribute to those classic uh, horror movies and things like that, like those 1940s black and white movies. Uh, people are really, really loving this, man. I was a little bit nervous um, about this movie because the description of the movie on Disney Plus when it first came out said it was a comedy. Um, and the trailer looked a little goofy, you know, it looked a little goofy, but it looked like it was going to be something different, a little fun, such as a one shot. But now when you go on Disney Plus, it says that it's a horror, it's fantasy, it's a superhero action adventure movie. So it completely flipped from being a comedy. Uh, so that that definitely um, pleases me uh, and a lot, a lot. You know, I'm really happy about that. But a lot of people are, you know, they have been saying they, they were surprised by how much uh, Marvel got away with when it came to doing this this werewolf by night movie. Um, some people were saying that the effects were awesome and the design production was very, you know, very good. Uh, so that just makes me, uh, you know, once again, makes me super happy because um, if they can get away with a real horror type movie, on Disney Plus, that just makes me feel that Blade is going to be done very well. Okay. I, I mean, that's what this is leading, you know, to for me. You know, like we were really kind of, you know, tripped out when they were saying that this movie, that Blade wouldn't be an R rated movie. But if they can get away with it, you know, not being an R rated movie, but still making Werewolf by Night like a scary movie and things like that, that only means the sky's the limit for, you know, Blade and everything. So I'm super excited to see what uh, Mr. Giacchino came up with for Werewolf by Night. Um, like I said, it's out October 7th. It's a one-shot situation. Um, so we'll see, man. It's A lot of people are saying this is one of the best things that, that uh, Disney Plus has put out. So they're putting a lot on it. Um, but I definitely will be watching this when it comes out maybe i'll watch it with the wife but we'll see man but until then uh check us out this saturday the ciabatta boys will be back on saturday morning uh here on the one in 100 podcast make sure you guys subscribe and follow us on instagram all that good stuff tell your friends you know, like the show, leave a comment, let us know how you're liking everything. Uh, thanks to James T once again for giving us those dope reviews on some of these books. Um, so yes, 
you know, make sure you guys tune in this Saturday and come back next week. Of course, we'll be hitting you guys Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Make sure you keep it locked. Make sure you read some dope comic books. And that's it. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One and 100 Podcast.